0: okay hello and welcome to the Narrowgate podcast this is orla your host again and i'm delighted to be back with you i have an amazing guest here with me today her name is cameron shadrick and she is from idaho in the united states hi cameron nice to have you here hello um Cameron is married to Jason and she is a mother of five, but we can talk about that later. I met Cameron and her husband just a couple of weeks ago here in Bali, Indonesia. We were at a prison in the mountains close to Ubud. Um, we were there with a Christian organization, but Cameron and Jason were there to deliver a business course to the prisoners. It was a great presentation with lots of engaging activities which the men really enjoyed we were a group of seven and the team uh, the team leader invited us all to share some words of encouragement with the group anyway more of that later i want to give you an, a background into cameron's career and life before we start the interview. Okay, Cameron, thank you. You've done a lot. (laughs) Okay, so um, I took most of this from your website, okay? okay? So throughout her career, Cameron served as a formal educator, a curriculum developer, a childbirth educator. She also managed several successful businesses, personal businesses. She has been involved in humanitarian work for over 20 years where she created an international maternal and infant healthcare program and she also found a U.S. NGO serving vulnerable women and infants in Africa. And as well as all that, this lady has done a lot, she is passionate about helping people discover their life purpose and calling, which is something I'm interested in also. But now today here in Bali herself and her husband Jason have their own online business training business. But Cameron will talk about that in the interview. So, Cameron, welcome to the Narrowgate podcast and thank you for your time and for opening your home to us. Yeah, thanks uh, for having me, Orla. It's okay, an honor. you're welcome. Me too. Thank you. Great to meet you as well. I'm going to start the interview in little sections so that we can break it down and give the listeners as much um, insight and wisdom okay. into your life and your journey with God. And also give them ideas about their own business, or their own future and yeah. life purpose. Okay, so I know that you're going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> so the first question I want to start with is, um, so what brought you to Bali and your husband? And can you tell us how all that started and how you came about starting your business, Madju Global? Yeah. yeah, that's a great question. So, um.
1: We, so we have five children, and three of them are adopted from Africa, actually, mm-hmm. from Ethiopia. Mm-hmm. And uh, through that adoption process in, uh, let's see, we started in, in 2009, uh, the Lord used that process to really uh, kind of catapult us into uh, what was happening in the world internationally. Yeah. So I won't get into uh, some of the other things that we've been involved in internationally, but we just really developed a heart for the nations, so we started keeping our, our eyes on different opportunities, and eventually in 2017, uh, we came up came across an opportunity here in Bali um, where my husband could work uh, as a business consultant uh, helping expats mm-hmm. uh, and specifically Christians uh, who work in Indonesia. So we moved here in 2018 and studied language, and then my husband uh, worked for that organization for... A couple of years. But eventually, uh, we wanted, the Lord was really prompting our hearts to help the nationals. Nationals are the Indonesians. We were seeing mm-hmm. um, a lot of poverty. Okay. A lot of people invest all of their money, their family's money, open up a business, and then it would fail. And we saw the repercussions of that. And there just aren't very many um, opportunities. There isn't much training, and and so the Lord gave us the vision to create a program Mm -hmm. uh, to to teach uh, Indonesians how to start a successful business, micro business, small business, medium sized business. Um, But our heart is really community impact, so it's not just a regular business, Mm -hmm. but teaching people um, how to live out their calling, their purposes if they are Christians, how to live out their purposes as as Christians, how to be good leaders how to have community impact. Mm-hmm. Um, we're very passionate about kingdom businesses. Okay. So a lot of people have heard the phrase business as a mission, mm. um, but business as mission really is too vague because that for a lot of people that can include like fake businesses, almost people who have to start fake businesses to move to a country where they can't live. And then it, that's not glorifying God, yeah. um, or just a business that just gives some money mm-hmm. and We believe uh, that as believers, whatever you're doing, if you're a doctor, a lawyer, uh, a nurse, a teacher, a business owner, you should be on mission. So we like the phrase business on mission. So we love to help people start kingdom businesses. So we do that in Indonesia Mm -hmm. um, and we also help non-believers. And then we also have a program where we help uh, English speakers start kingdom businesses too. So businesses
0: with kingdom Mm -hmm.
1: values. Yeah. Right.
0: That's excellent. Wow, that's great. So you really cover quite a lot in your in your business. It's mm-hmm. a great vision. Um, so um, so you're you're reaching out to the Indonesian people, mm-hmm. Christians and non Christians, yep. and in the expat community, is it mainly Christians? Well,
1: we we have a values program that is non Christian, um, but our heart focus is probably more with uh, Christians helping them. Yeah, helping them learn how God wants to use them. Wow, that's amazing, it's
0: great. I had a look at the website and it's really great. And I'm going to go into more detail about that in a while. But let me tell, tell me a little bit about, so it started back in Ethiopia and you adopted children. How far back does that go? Could you tell us a little about that? And how did you decide to connect with Ethiopia? Mm. Were you always a traveler? I noticed when we were talking, you like to travel like me, but what sparked all that? And how did you adopt three beautiful children?
1: Oh, God is amazing God is amazing so when Jason and I you know when I was a child I said I wanted to be a mix of Indiana Jones and Mother Teresa wow okay and I wasn't I wasn't I was born in a, uh, raised in a very nominal Christian family okay. so Christmas and Easter uh, but uh praise God I went to a private Christian school through about third grade mm-hmm. so I did have a little bit of foundation but not enough mm-hmm. um, and that's part of my testimony that I might share at a later time in the interview. But um, I always, I just have an adventurous spirit and, and I love culture and I love diversity. And my husband, Jason, when we first started dating, we were both um, not really walking strong in the Lord, but you know, our personalities were drawn to different cultures and, and living overseas. And we wanted that, but we didn't know how to go about doing that. So we just, did what you do and you graduate from university and you get a job and you buy a house and two cars and you have kind of a lot of debt and all of a sudden you're a little bit of a slave to that debt. And, but we were attending, you know, we were active in our church. We, you know, we, we got born again, active in our church, youth ministry, life was good. And then, um, the Lord started bringing people into our lives who were having fertility issues. And, and we were really, they were friends of ours and we started encouraging them. Well, what about adoption? And then the Lord just um, spoke to me. I was at a conference and Stephen Curtis Chapman, an American musician who has his adoptive father and he shared his testimony. And I just felt the Lord say, You've been encouraging other people to adopt. I want you to adopt. My husband and I had talked about it before, mm-hmm. but then all of a sudden, you have two kids, and you know the 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 vision or the idea just kind of fades away.
0: You had your own kids at that so point, we okay. so we had
1: two. So we had two. We had Ivy and Quincy. And we had yeah. two kids at that point, and we thought that was enough. Mm-hmm. And so the Lord spoke to me about adoption, and I went home after that conference and I said to my husband, "This sounds crazy. You can say no, but I think we're supposed to adopt." And he said, I, I I think we are too. So next thing you know, uh, we're in the adoption process, oh, adopting from Ethiopia, and uh, we ended up adopting um, three kids. And through that process, we adopted through YWAM. So YWAM has um, some orphanages in Ethiopia. Yeah. So through that, we got to know the amazing work that they were doing there mm-hmm. with church planting and evangelism, widow and orphan care. And so, like I said, God just kind of catapulted us into – Uh, the international world specifically ethiopia and that's where i ended up starting um, that the ministry to specifically work there delivering hope international providing maternal and infant healthcare Um, our tagline you could say is orphan prevention is orphan care uh, because Mm -hmm. a lot of children are actually orphaned because of maternal death and it's it's highly okay um, that's
0: the main cause yeah by research like so in ethiopia the mother dies and then their children are left. So the yeah. mother is dying because of what? Just malnutrition uh, she, or just on a, a bad diet?
1: Yeah. So within the maternal world, um, so about every ninety seconds mm-hmm. globally, a mother dies in childbirth.
0: Okay.
1: Ninety-nine percent of those deaths are in the delivery are in the developing world. Okay. Mm-hmm. And ninety-nine percent of those deaths are preventable. Mm-hmm. so sanitation they need a skilled health worker maybe they use something dirty to cut the umbilical cord yeah. um maybe it's a, a delayed labor and so it's really education so okay so can, uh, it's
0: the mother dies at the birth either, not like when they not like during our post, postpartum during okay postpartum. a little bit yeah in that period yep. that, where she's very vulnerable and weak the mother okay. Yeah, so when the
1: mom dies Studies show that that's when children drop out of school because older children have to raise the other children. They have to go to child labor, um, really the infrastructure of the family, the structure of the family falls, falls apart. And so, and that's when children a lot of times are, are passed on to other family members, abandoned, etc. Mm-hmm. And so Delivering Hope International provides like a grassroots um, maternal infant healthcare, childbirth education, uh, we train doulas uh, and then we provide uh, medical, we pay for their medical care. So safe birth, ultrasounds, postpartum, some food programs. Okay, that's great. Nutrition. So is it a mm-hmm. center
0: then that they can go to, a yeah. center in uh, in one part of the Ethiopia, or is yeah. it now expanding?
1: So Delivering Hope International is, is international. So we do um, and we can support other works globally with the same cause. Okay, But primarily right now we're supporting um, – a program we have in Addis Ababa <clears throat> and that is located at a, um, a slum, a leper colony, basically of a, a couple hundred thousand people at the city dump.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: there's a lot of HIV, TB, okay. it's just a very sick population, yeah. very yeah. sick and poor population. So we have a center there mm-hmm. uh, where women come. We do not do births there. It's not a birth center, mm-hmm. um, but that's where we do our education. We do uh, exams. Um, yeah, we have a food program and and support we do trauma mm-hmm. trauma counseling there's wow, a lot of loss yeah. That's lot of loss in trauma yeah yeah,
0: so yeah. It's yeah. and it's people. not something that they would they would mm-hmm. know to express oh. or to teach them how to express their emotion about the loss maybe yeah. not culturally maybe something uh, yeah. that they do we're still learning in my country so right. Uh, Wow, that's, it's it's great. It's amazing. It's really good. So how do you get the workers for that mm. type of work? Are they volunteers? Are they are your donations? Or how do you run an organization like that? For a lot of our listeners have a desire to do mm. things like that. But like you, they, they where do you start? How right. do you build it? Now, obviously, you can't tell them everything, and that mm-hmm. would be why it would be good to do a course with your business. Mm-hmm. But uh, just where do you get... The, people to run it and you know, yeah watch. good question so i think
1: the first thing is it needs to be um holy spirit led so mm-hmm. starting delivering hope international mm-hmm. there's a whole backstory i won't go into it but god spoke to uh, two of my best friends or adopted mothers too and he separately spoke to each of us regarding that vision mm-hmm. and so we knew it was we followed god's lead and then really he has just gone before us with development of the program and everything we've seen his hands so we had to work hard so you have to have you have, you need to have a team yeah <clears> you know even with what jason and i do here in indonesia with Maju, Maju bali is our indonesian program Maju yeah. global is our english program okay for kingdom business and you need to have someone else in it with you mm-hmm. um and if you're a believer i strongly recommend that it's other believers just for discernment purposes and common vision and then A lot of prayer, you know, and a lot of hard work, a Mm. lot of hard work. Uh, You need to have someone that can help with administrative. There's always different roles. So you need to make sure your different roles um, are there. And Mm. I think it's really being willing to uh, take the time to discern if it's your idea and your dream or if it's something that God is really calling you to. Mm -hmm. Now, the thing is, I love Ephesians 2.10 is one of my favorite verses, uh, we are created anew in Christ Jesus to do the good works, So the good things that he planned for us long ago. Right. And so, you know, a lot of times people think that if they accept Christ or they, they put their yes on the table and okay. they say, God, wherever you want me to go, I'll go. Mm-hmm. They think they're going to be sent to a village in Africa and they don't want to live in a village in Africa. Exactly. But God, if God created you to live in a village in Africa, he will make you want. To move to a village in Africa. Yeah,
0: and equip you as and well. And he will equip you. Yeah, you probably right? be already being equipped in different ways. Totally. Mm-hmm.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And so, um, so as you have these dreams just in visions, just really discerning, uh, is this is this what God has for me? And then taking steps of faith, yeah. just one step at a time. And that's my entire journey. I look back, I'm gonna be honest, I look back in yeah. my own life yes. and I don't know how it happened. Yeah. I don't know. I'm so humbled. Yeah, but it was me walking in the footsteps Mm -hmm. with the Lord, you know, and one day I just look back and I say, wow, I have, you know, I've been a part of delivering up international. I've been a a part of these different things. Mm -hmm. So, but it takes a lot of determination. The enemy wants to distract us. Yes, of course. And so, uh, you know, you have to be willing to sacrifice your, your, your time. I mean, that's what it's about when God asks us to do something, we have to be willing to sacrifice to see it happen. It's not Mm going to be easy sacrificing your time uh, your money you yeah. know even talking to other people about about the needs okay. and and so you you mentioned um, donors how do we fund this yes, so delivering yes. hope International is mm-hmm. a 501c3 in America which means it's a nonprofit charity yes so we do fundraise throughout the year and then we do big one-year um campaigns at the end, but it's all donor. It's all donor-based. Okay. Yeah. I was
0: wondering about that. Mm -hmm. Okay. So a lot of, but obviously some of the business people in the business are contributing their money also. And maybe there's also donors. Does it work like that? No, the
1: business, our business side is totally separate from Delivering Delivering Hope International. That's pure, that's all charity. Now people that have seen our work, a lot Mm -hmm. of our big donors They go there for other ministry purposes Mm -hmm. and they kind of come across our uh, project Mm -hmm. and they love it. And then they support it. To be honest, it's Delivering Hope International is run by myself. I'm very busy and my two best friends and they're all very busy. We all have between um, what, five and seven children. We all are involved in many things. And so, so we don't have time to lead mission teams there and stuff. Um, So God has been generous in Bringing people that can see the vision without us having to push too hard. Yeah, yeah. And
0: this now we have social media and we have things that we have different ways of reaching, just uh, telling people about it. No pushing, just telling, educating. Here it is. You can can look it up. We are in a world now where you just have to go a few clicks away from getting this information Mm -hmm. and put your dream together. Uh, and is that Hope International on a website or oh, like? I'm going to add everything at the end, That's okay? Great. All the links, okay? yes. So because, delivering, yeah, um, delivering hope,
1: delivering Hope International. Uh, it, it, we have a website, deliveringhopeint.com, and then we are on Instagram and we're on Facebook, and okay. and we're we're pretty active in very active actually in posting and sharing stories. But it's an incredible, incredible ministry. I was just there in February. I hadn't been back for a few years because I've been focusing on Indonesia, and I was so humbled by our team there. So we have an entire Ethiopian team. Mm-hmm. They've been; most of them have been a part of our team for eight years. So they are dedicated. That's they great. live in that community, that wow. slum community, and
0: and just serve the women. It's incredibly inspiring. Wow, that's fantastic! Yeah. Wow, it's, it's incredible. Yeah, yeah, so it's wonderful. So everybody can follow and read. Yes, up, and I please. will follow up more about that. Who knows? I'm out here in Bali, might have to go to Ethiopia soon. Oh, Uh, don't make that suggestion. I probably
1: will be going back next year, and that's an open
0: invitation. It's really great. Well done. So, Cameron, uh, so you're now, so Ethiopia is an area you're focusing on, and now you're in Indonesia. Are there any other countries, or is it those two that are the main countries? Is that how you kind of are led, should I say? That, you know, you don't broad go too broad, okay. you just sort of country by country? Is that yeah, how God's so, leading you?
1: Yeah, so it was. I was very heavily involved in Ethiopia. I used to have to go there every six months. And then I was the director of Delivering Hope International, DHI, we call it DHI. I was the director. But when we felt the Lord leading us to Indonesia in 2018, I stepped down uh, and took just a board of director role because yeah. I felt like I needed to focus on Indonesia.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um and but now that we've been here for almost six years, mm-hmm. I feel like I have capa- more capacity. So I'm stepping back into the into more intentional work with delivering hope once again. So I don't like to be spread too thin. So yeah, Ethiopia and Indonesia are my focuses right now. Mm-hmm.
0: And that is enough. I, mean, <laughs> I think it's a for me, just my own opinion, I think it's a good idea that yeah. you know, when people spread themselves too thin, they're. They're not, they're, they're not really anything to anyone, you right. know, you're not able to give the quality, because even, even with the Holy Spirit, people who sometimes want to see you, oh, yeah. uh, you know, and sometimes that's a problem with CEOs, they're absent and whatever, so yes. the fact that you're showing up is very important, I think it's it's great, wow, well, it's wonderful work, and just another question about Indonesia, why Indonesia? did Um, i put that together yet there's a lot to ask here guys (laughs) i had to really prepare this interview Oh goodness what about yeah why why are you here i know you said spirit led but what what was the kind of because i'm also trying to teach people how to follow the spirit discern how How, to discern like people say to me oh how did she end up in Bali? me so right now sometimes they think i'm just this careless girl who's living like in my 20s i'm like no, you. Yeah. The Holy Spirit makes you like you're living it. in your 20s. So, tell us how did you and Jason come here with your family? Such a good question. So, we
1: everybody expected us to end up moving to Africa because uh, we had Delivering Hope International. Yeah, that was my focus for several years. Uh, for about five years, that was my sole focus. And we have kids from Africa, etc. And I've been to other countries in Africa. And so. Jason, and I were really just, I, you know, I think my my first point is that if you are a follower and a lover of Jesus, stop holding back. Just your yes needs to be on the table. You need to realize, you know, Jason and I are more afraid of missing out on what God wants of us mm-hmm. than anything else. Mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm afraid of of saying no because I've experienced. Yeah. I've experienced the incredible gift of walking with him and experiencing life and living out my Ephesians two ten. Mm-hmm. that I'm more afraid of missing out than I am of saying yes to the wrong thing. I'm not saying to say yes to everything. Yeah. Do not say yes to everything. That's not wise. But when we seek the Lord and we, and we really want to obey him, he will make himself clear. So what that means, you know, we talk a lot about discernment and discernment is a process. Um, so everything that we've, you know, even just, so we were born and raised in San Diego. Mm-hmm. And when my daughter, my firstborn was, uh, six months old, we moved to Northern Idaho and that was, and that, that was spirit led. Okay. And we didn't know anybody really in Idaho is mm-hmm. a huge leap of faith, mm-hmm. but you know, God, as we, to backtrack kind of funny, when we got born again, this is how it started out, okay? I felt god I was a high school teacher and um god kind of cornered me into youth ministry cuz right. some of my students were going to the church that we were at and you know they find they find out there's a high school teacher that goes to your church and you know that's a new youth leader, right? Mm-hmm. So they kind of roped us into it. I remember my husband and I that was before like uh you could record television shows, you know, this was yeah. like the early 2000s. Okay. And uh We had a talk because we loved Survivor and Survivor came on the TV show at the same time as Mm -hmm. youth group. And we said, Mm -hmm. and it was our routine. And we said, we're going to have to give up. You know, we had a, you know, a betting pool. People might not agree with this with my parents. You know, we'd all put in $5 and on who's going to win. And we said, okay, like we have to give up this, this evening thing that we like to enjoy sacrifice that sacrifice uh, yeah. a tv show now yeah. i'm just like oh my gosh that's so tiny. i know but
0: that's where that's where you were deal. at that time that's where i was at
1: that time your your thing you loved yes and so we let it go and then there were bigger steps and bigger steps and bigger steps and you just start to see mm-hmm. and we thought i thought i was willing to miss this youth group stuff and the development and what god did through that for a tv show mm-hmm. like thank god we obeyed mm-hmm. and so when you're exactly. discerning you know, how to do, what you step into? You need wise counsel, right? So you always need, you need to have a mentor. You need to have someone that you can go to and say, am I hearing right? Is this crazy? Can you give me some insight? Uh, You need to know the Bible. If anything ever contradicts the Bible, you know that that is not of God. And then you need to spend time in prayer and seeking the Lord. And asking him for confirmation. And then when he starts to seem to give you a little bit of confirmation, you move forward and you see if that closes or if it opens. And you're just constantly asking the Lord, open and and close doors. And you just keep walking. And so with Indonesia, that's what happened to us, is we just got to the point, especially through our adoptions, we were so in awe of what we could have missed out on. Not just our children who are in Incredible. Mm-hmm. Our, our, all of our, all five of our children are, are incredible, mm-hmm. of course, yes. and but our, our adoptive children have been a huge blessing to us. Mm-hmm. But not just that, but just the ministries we were a part of, and um, the work we were a part of, the the spiritual growth, the relationships, yeah. my best friends who I met yeah. through the process. Yeah. Like if we had said Keeping no, life. It, yeah, if we had said no to adoption, my wow. life I probably would not be in Indonesia right now.
0: If I had said no okay. to adoption, because it it. In the new, it came yeah. out of all that process and sure. all that traveling and meeting people. And,
1: yeah, and just yeah. and so and just learning to really put your yes on the table. And so God is so generous in His patience with us, with where we're at. Mm-hmm. And so when we were involved with Ethiopia, we just we would every time I go to Ethiopia or Jason would lead lead mission teams through our church to Ethiopia, we always said we always would go there and say, "Are we supposed to move here?" And God never gave us peace. Searching for peace, you know, when you're discerning is important. If you're married, there should always be unity between husband and wife in discernment. If they're not united, that's, you cannot move forward, you know? Um, And so we were actually going to, so God ended up kind of opening some doors for us to go and work in Madagascar, which is Africa. Mm -hmm. It's an island off of Africa. Mm -hmm. Um, I was going to work with a maternal and infant uh, or a, a maternity home there, start a, a program. And Jason was going to work with a reforestation program.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and so that really got us more like thinking, really thinking about living overseas. And then God closed that door. Okay. It was quite traumatic, actually, what happened. It was very, it, there was a lot of hurt when it happened at the time. But then through that process, he opened us up to to Bali and what he was doing here and then opened up those doors. But if we had not... Pursued Madagascar mm. and met specific people. Yeah. We would have never heard of this opportunity. So they, in Bali. That's where
0: people told you
1: about. Yep, it. And that's mm-hmm. how we heard about this job opportunity. So you know, it's just once one thing yeah. leads to another thing leads to another thing, and your job is just to say yes and yeah. trust trust God in the process. Yeah,
0: it's exactly. It's amazing, and I like that you've explained it now for people, so I can push this out as much as possible. Because when I'm teaching that discernment you know, so many people, and they've been Christians for 20, 30 years, and they're like, I don't know, scratching their head, I still, I don't know, well, just go and find out, did you hear it 10 times, and God keeps confirming it, and you've talked about it to your pastor, and you're still sitting there, you know, you know what I mean, so then, some people go through the process, but they still don't take the step, and others don't know what the process is, so, um, I like that you're taking away that hazy, hazy, oh, God, you know, whatever. Well, God will show me maybe, maybe, you know. So um, that's a good thing that you're sharing here. And it's very important for people walking with God and wanting to their life purpose is, you know, it's not just God alone. You know, you have to be 100 Mm percent. Co-laboring with Christ, which I hear that you and Jason are doing, and your marriage is strong because of it. And so many Christians in bad marriages and problems and fighting in the family, and they don't know how to have that unity and they don't know how to co-labor with Christ. Yeah. Yeah. So I think you give a great testimony about how to do that. That you know, it's not all God. Some people I say to, "Oh, wow, it's great what you do." Oh, it's all God. Well it's not all God right. because you had to get up and you had to work and you had to do it. So take some credit, yeah. That you're co laboring with God and obeying. So we are tools and I, I wanna really share real good. quick. Mm. You know, my son recently he's seventeen years old and he
1: started a Christian recently started a Christian clothing brand. So he prays for uh he reads the Bible, he prays about stories and uh then he draws them out and he wants to give uh no more cheesy. He says, no more cheesy Christian clothes. No more cheesy Christianity. He's trying to reach the, his, the youth, his yes. generation. Yes. So he said the other morning, though, he said, you know, everybody's always asking what their purpose is life and per purpose in life is. And he said, it's so easy. Okay. Love God. Love others. Period. And love God, of course, means if you love someone, you're going to know them. So that's prayer. That's reading your Bible. That's fellowship. Yeah. And if you love God, you will obey him.
0: Yeah. And then you will be happy also oh. so you know this whole like like searching for happiness you will find your Search happiness within god. god you will god will teach you you know so um god first god first god first yeah and that relationship as well and it's really great that your son who's only 17 isn't yeah. he that he's doing that and he's getting the vision for his own life his own future and uh I even thought, I'm not here in Indonesia Valley, and I need some T-shirts, so I'm going oh, to actually cute. go to him and get a few T-shirts, awesome. because, you, you know, that. they're very casual around here, and I'll be on motorbike, so I need to get the wardrobe, so awesome. I will definitely be buying one of those T-shirts from him. Okay, that's wonderful. Uh, Cameron, your story is really, really blessing me, so I'm sure it's going to bless others. Okay, now there is more. I'm going to go more about the business at the end, okay? So okay. we can keep it within the time. I'm going to move into now more your own Christian journey. You touched mm-hmm. on it and you know you were born again, you and Jason, and you started your journey together and you came from a family that was not, uh, you know, non-Christian you know, yeah. kind of. So you didn't have a gr- strong influence mm-hmm. in the family. So tell us about your Christian journey, your testimony. When did that start where it really started to be more alive for you? And how has that shaped your life? I know you've talked about it there in one way. But if you could tell us the more personal journey about you and your salvation. And obviously you're married so yes, you and Jason as well. So just start with yourself and how does that expand? Thanks for asking. So, yeah, growing up, like I said,
1: I went to a, a private Christian school through about uh, second or third third grade, I think. And I'm so thankful for that because I was really introduced to, to Jesus more. Um, But at home it was Christmas and Easter pretty much. And so by the time I got to, but I always, I would draw pictures of angels. Um, God would like speak to me in different ways. And so I knew God was real, but I had no foundation. I had no one discipling me. I had no, I didn't know anything. And, And I look back and I feel sorry for myself. I'm actually proud of myself too, my little Cameron, because you know, like in junior high. So my best friend was Catholic and they went to mass every Sunday. So I actually went to Catholic church growing up a lot more. I went to Catholic youth group. I went to the camps and at one point in high school, I was really starting to search and, you know, I look back at myself and, and I had this child children's Bible that I had saved up like Bible buck coupons and gotten myself a Bible and it was a kid's Bible with pictures and stuff. And, and I was a 16-year-old reading this children's Bible, trying to figure out wow. what is the difference between these old men? Mm-hmm. Who is Moses? Who is Abraham? Who is Noah? Like, they were all just old men. Mm-hmm. I couldn't understand the Bible. And I would go to church by myself, big church, the Protestant church, and, you know, 500 people in the crowd. And, and I remember I asked my best friend's dad one day, I said, you know, I'm thinking about becoming Catholic because mm-hmm. I just wanted to have a faith. I didn't know the difference between Catholicism and Christianity yeah. and Protestantism. Mm-hmm. I think I want to be Catholic. And he got so excited because I considered myself Protestant. My mm-hmm. parents considered themselves Protestant. Mm-hmm. I thought they were kind of the same. Mm-hmm. And he got so excited about me converting to, or becoming a Catholic that I thought, oh, wait a second. There must be something different between Catholicism and Protestant. I kind of backed off and I didn't do anything about it. But anyway, so... Didn't have a foundation, um, but but I called myself a Christian. Went to university and lots of secular input. Mm-hmm. And basically without that foundation, you know, I didn't know the Bible. Without that foundation, I started just making up my own religion, really, which is a lot of people do, yes. which is there are many ways to get to heaven. Who am I to judge? You know, a Hindu here, if they've never heard, you know, maybe that's their way to heaven. And so... Jason and I, in the meantime, we were dating. He came from a good Christian family, but was kind of uh, not really involved in the church and stuff. He was in youth group as a kid and stuff. So he had a better foundation, but he was in university and kind of being influenced. And um, I just, God started, uh, yeah, God started priming my heart and preparing my heart for Christian, for his word, for his truth. Um, And eventually Yeah, eventually I was on a trip with Jason's sister, Jason's family, and we were talking about religion and politics, which you're not supposed to talk about, right? Yeah. Jason and I, at that point, I don't know, I think we were voting Green Party and, you know, many ways to get to heaven. His family are very conservative Christians. And I was saying there are many ways to get to heaven. And his sister said, you say you're a Christian, but the things you're saying are not in the Bible. Mm -hmm. And she said, you cannot cherry pick the Bible. That means you cannot just take out what you like. You either believe the whole thing or none of it. Because if you think some Mm -hmm. of it isn't true, and the Bible says there is one way to heaven. And if you say that you don't think that's true, how do you know? Then you're saying that part of the Bible is true, part of it isn't true. So how do you know what you're picking to say true is true? You know? And of course I was defensive, but then it got me thinking. And fast forward about six months or so later, um, my dad got a freak staph infection on his heart and was in the hospital and was supposed to die. They said, he's going to die. They did a heart replacement or a heart valve replacement. They said, say goodbye. And I called in the hospital chaplain and I had a great relationship with my dad and I was fine with saying goodbye to him. Okay. Mm-hmm. It was like, I didn't have any regrets, but all of a sudden for the first time in my life, mm-hmm. I, I, I needed to know where he was going to go. I was thinking about death for the first time in my life. Called in the hospital chaplain, and I said, if my dad dies today, Mm -hmm. I need to know where he's going. Hard question for a chaplain. So he said, well, your dad clearly was a loving man. You loved him. He loved you. God is love. If he dies today, I believe he will go to heaven. Even though that was very much in line with my universalistic thoughts that I had had, the Holy Spirit was alive. And in that moment, I I knew that is a lie. My dad is probably going to hell. So I prayed and I said, God, if my dad is going to hell today, if mm-hmm. he dies, mm-hmm. please save him and give him one more chance. Mm-hmm. My dad lived. Total miracle. Doctors didn't understand. Mm-hmm. And I told, I told Jason after my dad survived, I said, I need to know what the truth is. I don't care if that God I was praying to is is Jewish, is Protestant, is Allah, is Hinduism. I just need to know the truth because yeah. I've been making up my own stuff. Yes. And so I was a history major at the time and I just used my history mind mm-hmm. and I started researching and I researched all the religions and it was very evident that Christianity is not man-made. It's not about humans earning their way to heaven. It's just not man-made. I mean, just, you know, 40 different authors over 2000 years mm-hmm. 66 different books like you can't and the, the theme is the same yeah. the message is the same it's impossible statistically okay. impossible the prophecies that have come true it's just it's true Fantastic. and so that's um yeah studying. so jason and i yeah so i so i just i realized that i said january 1st i'm going to church you can come i would like you to come with me and jason said that's that's good for you but not for me i don't need okay. it okay so he was a good husband, though, and on January 1st, whatever that first Sunday in January was, yes. he went with me. Yes. And about three months later, we were involved in youth ministry. And oh, then it was just quick, fast. And we got dis- we were disciple. We were a part of a Calvary chapel, Calvary. Uh, which is like the, the what, Jesus Revolution movie okay. that's going on. That was a Calvary. That's how okay, that yeah. Calvary is. What is study?
0: their denomination, Calvary? Are they non-denom- non-denominational? non yeah Okay, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. I think and I've so they did they
1: discipled us really well me specifically jason didn't need quite as much foundational work because of his upbringing yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. and then and then that was just i mean Mm -hmm. so we started volunteering Mm -hmm. in youth group within three years god moved us to
0: idaho yeah um and then it's just since then it's been a wild ride with god wow that's wonderful that's a really great testimony and i love how uh, everyone's testimony is so unique Mm -hmm. uh you know that pick and mix thing is very common you know Uh, i think it's fine if people start like that we don't want to judge people i mean i used to also be a little bit like oh i do angel cards because you know uh, that's nice you know and you know obviously i've had to renounce all those things later but i didn't know and god knows our hearts we're just searching we want to do good and we think it's good and whatever so Mm -hmm. um that pick-and-mix is all over the place now, the new age, but even just regular Christians are also dabbling in all sorts of different things. Uh, You know, so they might go to church on Sunday and they're starting to dabble in things. Mm -hmm. So we need to know the difference between the occult and what is is and what isn't. So, uh, Yeah, it's a wonderful testimony. So what about your mom and dad, just out of that story? Oh, thanks for asking. So my
1: dad got out of the hospital um and for about six months actually he became uh an atheist and he saw me on my journey mm-hmm. and he kept saying honey I want to meet with you I have some things to confess yes. and I'm thinking I don't want my dad to confess anything he's my dad I don't yeah. need to know anything yeah. so mm-hmm. we I, I postponed meeting with him and finally Easter Sunday came around and he calls me and he says you know how I've been wanting to meet with you mm-hmm. I said yeah mm-hmm. and he said well It was because i got out of the hospital and i had a realization that there's no god nothing matters when we die we just cease to exist i could walk into a school shoot it up and it wouldn't matter and he said but i was driving around in my car listening to an easter sermon so he was listening to christian radio obviously he wasn't too convinced and he said for the first time in my life I understood what Jesus did for us, okay. and I've become a Christian. Right. So my dad became a Christian Amen. for those last 10-plus uh, years of his life. So my dad passed away from cancer. He ended up passing away about 10 years ago. Okay. And mm-hmm. uh, my mom passed away a few years ago too, but mm-hmm. they both came to Christ. My dad came to Christ and my mom, my mom too. And so I know where they are now. Wonderful. That's really yeah.
0: great testimony. Wow, it's really good. So you yeah. uh, changed our
1: family, yeah.
0: Yeah. You were searching, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Wow, that's really great. And uh, you followed that spirit within you because God puts a spirit in us, and He helps us. He mm-hmm. helps us to get there. Uh, and then you had to it's respond. Difficult. It's difficult bringing your parents, isn't it, into the yes. journey? Uh, you know that is difficult. Um, but it's that's an amazing. You could write a book on that alone. Mm-hmm. You know the relationship yeah. uh, with your parents. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Cameron. That's amazing. I could ask more, but obviously I want to move mm-hmm. through the interview. Thank you. That's uh, powerful testimony and Jason also. Mm-hmm. He's in there with yeah. the whole family. Okay, so um I'm not gonna go too much into your family and the children and their salvation because of time. But I am very interested to know about that. Um maybe we can think about it. Maybe you'll come back in another time we can go into more depth. I will ask you that maybe if there's time. So let me just go on about the scriptures. You mentioned Ephesians was scripture. Mm-hmm. I think it's very important for people. Some people yeah Of course, the whole Bible is relevant and significant, but everybody is personal and has a personal relationship. And there are certain scriptures that work that we all turn to, and they just, God gave them to you or something. I always remember the one, uh, uh, God... Proverb 16 or something, God will show you the path of life and in your presence there shall be fullness of joy. Mm-hmm. And when I saw that, I was a very new Christian and my brother was giving me little books. And it was a lovely little book with a girl in the garden, you know, climbing a wall, very innocent and sweet. And God will show you the path of life and in his presence shall be fullness of joy. That just kept me going for years mm. in the early days. So mm-hmm. it is powerful, but that may not speak to another person. Mm-hmm. So what are the scriptures that God has, yeah. you know, that have helped you? Yeah, it's changed over the years. Earlier in my walk, I,
1: I used to actually be really controlling. And um, very very. I'm a type A, and when a type A is unhealthy, that can result in a lot of control control Mm. issues and Mm. i always say that god gave me five kids to break my control issues (laughs) and um but in those early years when so uh i went to university i started teaching and i'm going to be honest here i was very i had a judgmental heart and i thought stay-at-home moms uh were lazy and they just sat around and ate bonbons all day you know and then i got pregnant with my my firstborn, i said to jason uh we need to figure out how we're going to support our family because I'm not going back to work full time.
0: Like, okay. I, yeah.
1: I I want to be with this baby. Yeah. And so I became a stay-at-home mom, but in those early years we were living in San Diego and we had student loan debt and we had a mortgage and two cars and money was really really tight. Yeah. And yeah, it was hard for I mean, we had enough, but so Matthew six, those early years, um, yeah. talking about, you know, when it, ta- when Jesus talks about how much, you know, how, how God closed the lilies and, and, yeah. and feeds the birds. Worry. And the, yeah. Do not worry about tomorrow. Mm. Today has enough worries of its own. Mm. And so I just really, that was a lot. I just, I, yeah. I leaned on that scripture a lot in those early years, yeah. but Ephesians 2.10 mm-hmm. really is so special to me. I love it because we are a new creation. I think that's very, very weighty. It's very heavy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an important thing for us as Christians to really um, understand and live out, yes. like accept our identity yeah. as something new, different than mm-hmm. we were before. I think it's just a very yeah. full verse. We are a new creation, yeah. created anew in Christ. There's yeah. no other way to yeah. be new. Yes. Yeah is through about through Christ. Yeah. The old is Um, gone. The old is gone. Yeah. And then to do the good things. Like you know, I was very focused Mm -hmm. I've always been focused on what's my purpose. I wanted to live a life with with meaning and and, and purpose and so to to do you know that scripture says to do the good works the good things that he planned for you basically since before we were born mm-hmm. you know and mm-hmm. and looking when I look at myself as a child I wanted to be Mother Teresa or Indiana Jones but I also also want to be president because I wanted to initiate change you know and then I wanted to run a nonprofit because I thought and this is redemption mm-hmm. I thought mm-hmm. I always wanted to have a nonprofit because I thought business was greedy yes. I thought business people were greedy. And I wanted to make a difference in the world, but that was all without Jesus. You know, I was just looking at the world without the, the lens of Jesus. Yes. And as I've grown up, God has redeemed that to, mm-hmm. to help me see that business is a part of life and God can use it in amazing ways. Yes. I think kingdom, the idea of Christian businesses, yeah. Christians owning business, mm-hmm. businesses and community impact is very uh, under undervalued. It's not thought about much. Mm-hmm. And so it, I think it's funny that now I'm helping people learn how to do business better when before i thought people were just greedy but so it's ephesians two ten is just and that applies to every single person every single person yeah. has the good works that they were planned to do there's something that god wants
0: to use them for so it's amazing they're great scriptures yeah and i i do love that matthew 6 as well yeah mm-hmm. you know we always worry about money mm-hmm. so it's really great that you when you're pulling the two things together the kingdom christian life and business and purpose all of those things are significant and we all have to eat and we all have to live and god says he is our provider but he also gives us gifts and we have to use gifts we can't just say lie there on the couch oh provide and you know it's not really doesn't work that way you know so we need to come out very very christianity and see um, what you've done so that's really wonderful about the new creation just quickly mm-hmm. because we're coming to the end now yeah. um, that uh, you you uh, did a um, Sunday we went to church you brought me to the church two weeks ago and you spoke about new creation I thought well obviously I have that is the name of my business new creation new creation coaching so it's wonderful that people talk about it. But I have spoke about it, and I have a lot of people writing about it. And the area that always comes up, but we know you, you can say it for the readers, New Creation, what it is. But the area that keeps coming up, and people are divided on it, is, oh, but I keep on sinning. Mm. And then they kind of can fall into this pattern of uh, sinning and repenting, sinning and repenting. And that can really not be healthy. What are your thoughts on that? Wow.
1: Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> I think that first off, it's, I would say, yes, we're we're going to sin. We're not perfect. Okay. Absolutely. Sin is going to happen, but sin should not taste good. It should right. not feel good. So when we're sinning, whether it's, we're gonna get angry. Anger happens, right? And mm-hmm. the Bible says, "Do not go to bed angry." So He knows we're gonna get anger, angry. Angry. Mm-hmm. He's saying to deal with it. He's saying to communicate. Okay. So, mm-hmm. yeah. but but it, as a believer, that the the sinful things, whether it's drunkenness, bitterness, jealousy, anger, those things should should it more and more not fit us well they should feel gross so it's our response Mm -hmm. that is very important our god you know christ forgave us once and for all um praise god for that right but there is a full life to be lived and when we are living in sin or we are uh really speaking lie is just, oh, I keep sinning. Why do I keep doing this? And we just have a defeatist attitude. We are robbing ourselves of really the plan and purposes of God. I mean, of course, yes, God will still use you. He will still work through you. Absolutely. But there is a fullness that is being limited um, when, when we have an attitude where I'm just going to sin, so I might as well repent. I actually had a friend growing up that she would say, her attitude was, "Yeah, we're forgiven, so like I can do what I want, and then and just ask for forgiveness." Clearly, that, that is, if if we if we love Jesus, if we love God, we're not going to
0: yeah. Well, the dishonor. Paul him. Talk, talks about that. He yeah, it, it already he just said, "You can't, you're not free to do what you like." Right. You know, things are not beneficial to be doing those things. So, let, so it's all in the scripture that that's not the way to go. And
1: God is good because it's an, we're like an onion. You know, where he, he peels away, he doesn't go and he doesn't look at all your sins and say, we've got to deal with all of this sin. Yeah. He peels away one at a time. And so the big thing is, yeah, you're going to sin again, but we don't want to embrace it and celebrate it. You know, we don't want to, but at the same time, we don't want to um, to really uh, say demoralizing or insulting things about ourselves because we're, we're children of God, you know? So whatever he's bringing up to you right now, impatience with your children, maybe greed or selfishness, Mm -hmm. short temper. That's the thing that you just work on. You work on that one thing and then you move on to the next. But, Mm -hmm. and we have to remember too, that, you know, we are to love God and love others. And when we love others, when we're living in sin, our sin, we always think that it just impacts us. We always think about, yeah, ourselves, but it impacts our families. Yeah. So when we're impatient, that's impacting our kids. When we're greedy, you know, how are we, uh, what kind of model are we being for our children? So yeah. Yeah. sin happens, but I don't, it, it's...
0: It's not to be... Yeah, that's presented. great. That's a great explanation. It does say in the Bible that we are to put off the old man and Absolutely. put on the new, okay? And eventually we form new habits and the new habits become more desirable. And then that feeling of sin and your conscience just cringes around sin and evil acts. So, uh, you know, the purification process will just turn you off it. So... Uh, that's the way the journey is. Like the more we with God, and the more we walk in the Spirit, the more we will not even want it. Like sometimes, if I'm around someone and they are living a sinful life, they're not saved or whatever, and it, we can feel it because the Spirit in us will grieve; if it doesn't like it. So you yes. know, the Holy Spirit is there and guiding us. So that's great. Thank you for sharing that. I'd like other people to share it, and not just me, because it has to be said. Okay, so I'm coming to the end. I I said I'd go back to your uh, business part. Um, Just, again, for closing and putting those links together. So about your business again, can you tell us what courses you are currently running or um, are they just standalone courses? I looked at your website and I saw one called Values Driven Business Startup and it looks excellent. Maybe you could start with Mm -hmm. telling me about that and what's available for people who are wanting guidance in business and kingdom business great
1: thanks for that question so online on uh, module global business we offer two courses and that's in english that's our english program we offer two courses one is values driven business values is actually for people secular so that's our non-christian that helps people identify their personal values and community impact, etc. Then our um, it's called it's our Kingdom Business Program is the other one, Business as Mission, BAM, um, and that is Kingdom focused. So it's all online. It's an online program. It doesn't include any coaching in that program, but it, it's very comprehensive. So it's, it's made for people who do not have, they want to start a business, but they don't know how. They don't know how do you choose a good business idea? How do you know if it's a good business idea? You know, how do you make a business plan? How do you do finances? What's marketing? Marketing is a lot more than Facebook and Instagram or social media, whatever it is, right? Um, so how do you do marketing? How do you lead a team? And so we start with the beginning what are your, so with our kingdom of business, we talk about values, we Mm -hmm. talk about Christian principles, we talk about what is a kingdom business, Mm -hmm. how to choose a good business idea, Mm -hmm. there's elements that every good business idea has to have, Um, and then we talk about leadership, and then we get into finances, and really everything that you need to to know to start a small business, you know, so this is for people who didn't Mm -hmm. go to business school, Um, they maybe, some people who have had businesses and yeah. failed, they've realized they didn't know the things they needed to know. They've benefited from the course. Okay. And then we also have so business planning tools. It's just really, really comprehensive. And it's it's all based on uh, methods and strategies that have been proven over the years. So we didn't we just took all of our favorite stuff in the business world and we put it all into one course. Great. And then we have another thing that we're launching uh, in the next couple of weeks called um it's a sh- it's called the shift program or the shift organizer and the concept of that is shifting into gear mm-hmm. so that's a much smaller program and that helps people entrepreneurs business leaders organizational leaders nonprofit leaders um, who are in charge of a team or a business it helps them identify their values mm-hmm. their mission and then come up with goals. You know, we get so caught up in just the day to day spinning our wheels that it's really hard for us to move forward towards the original vision that we had. We start out right. our organizations, our businesses with this vision, yeah. and then all of a sudden we're just doing the daily, paying the bills, checking emails, scheduling podcast, whatever, and we're yeah. not really moving forward towards that right. long term vision. So the shift organizer—it's uh, an actual organizational tool that helps people identify their values their 10 year goals and then work backwards okay. to where they have daily weekly monthly goals based on those big picture goals and that's been an incredible tool for a lot of people mm-hmm. to see a lot of momentum that's
0: okay uh-huh. momentum. momentum yeah, yeah it's very important to get that especially with somebody like you say that person is already running a business already knows a lot and mm-hmm. has already got a lot of customers and ideas mm-hmm. so it's it just sometimes it's maybe growing too big too many yeah. brands and they need to start cutting off those branches and getting back to the center again. So that sounds really powerful.
1: Yeah, and that's kind of a follow-up too. So that can be a standalone Mm -hmm. or for people who take our big business course, the next thing would be the shift organizer, which would be, okay, now you have this idea. How are you going to implement this? How are you going to get moving forward? And so we offer it in two versions, one for people who are starting up and one for people who already have an organization or a business and things just feel a little bit chaotic or not very focused just more clarity they it brings them clarity and it helps them lead their teams better there's a lot of accountability we do i do offer coaching but not really very often just because i'm so busy with uh so many other things that i'm really really select in who i offer my coaching to
0: yeah uh so I, i choose carefully in that Yeah, that's wonderful, Cameron. Thank you so much. You know, I could talk forever with you, but uh, I just have to say to the listeners, if you're following, I mean, there's so much more I could ask. I have 100 million questions in my head, but um, Cameron has a busy day and she's giving me time in the morning. So I like to respect your time. Mm. Um, Now, she has said, I've looked at your website and I don't want to uh keep you too much longer but you did talk about the bigger vision and she has talked about that you have talked about it on the website and you also talked about it in the interview that it's a you know the profits go towards training Mm -hmm. people in developing countries which i think is amazing giving them opportunities to use their gifts because i've been in vietnam i've been here and these young people and older people They're very uh, intelligent people and they have ideas like everybody. So if they don't have the resources and they don't have the finances, why not support them a little on the journey? We have been quite privileged, a lot of us in the West and also sometimes in the East, you know, where we have got education and it's a blessing, so uh, I love that you're doing that. Mm-hmm. So you have your website, and I have it put. I put it there: www.global. My, no, Maju Global,
1: Global. Global, Business. Yeah,
0: yeah. And you're also on Instagram, Facebook, anywhere yeah. else you can be found. You know, everybody can yeah, click, yeah, click, yeah. click very fast yeah, nowadays. So, uh,
1: yeah, and so the so Maju Global is a five hundred one c three nonprofit. Mm. Um, so every all of the courses sold, the money from those courses. are are used to fundraise for international business development, uh, like the prison ministry providing scholarships for people to go through programs here in Indonesia or elsewhere, yeah. um, and then our business actually here in Indonesia, mm-hmm. we're not a nonprofit, but um, we do pr- all the proceeds, all the profits do go back into providing those resources. So we have Maju Global Business. Uh, we are on Maju Global's on Facebook, on Instagram, Delivering Hope International. Um, is on those social media platforms and online too. And then the best way if someone wanted to contact me would just be to um, send a message or an email through Maju Global, through the website or through Instagram or Facebook, and I'll get it there.
0: Excellent. So they can just directly speak to you. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'll actually go to my husband,
1: and then my husband will tell me. Okay. He manages those accounts. Yeah. Great. Okay.
0: So that's good. Because sometimes people, if they, if they listen to something, and mm-hmm. they enjoy, it's good to act quickly, isn't it? Yes. We're both, we're oh, both life to. coaches. Within 72 hours. Yeah, so you, you have know, to do we're something. We're all about action. You have two coaches here so uh yes. you know take action you know because that was my downfall for many many years i wasn't good at taking action so that's where i always encourage people if you feel inspired and the holy spirit is speaking to you right Amen. now go press that button and look at her website it's amazing even i was going oh i think i need a course so um and there's a lot more i'd love to talk to you about but i'm not going to i'm just going to close with a question now thank you cameron i really enjoyed it It's powerful i can't wait to listen to it again and i will put all the links and all the scriptures into the um into the newsletter and beautiful photographs also of some of the work she's done and the people that you have worked with so it's great so i'm just closing because you have talked about a lot um so it has to be very brief because yeah timing and i like to keep your time so in one or two minutes Mm -hmm. uh, could you tell me what would you say if it was to one A new believer who happened to stumble upon my podcast today and said, oh, this is strange. This is interesting. What would you say to a total non-believer? could be from a different faith. That's all. And what about the narrow gate is for mature believers? You know, narrow is the way, Mm -hmm. you know, so few will find it. So you've got to be passionate about God. Mm -hmm. Um, They're the kind of people this podcast is really for but I don't forget other people right. who want to join the journey. Yeah. So those two categories. So really they're on two ends of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. It's not a lukewarm Christian I'm talking to. Mm-hmm. So when a non-believer who just doesn't understand it and a totally, you know, we're gone mm-hmm. past lukewarm Christian now. We want okay. the Christian who's on fire, but just needs a bit of hope and okay. direction. Yeah. So the for the non-believer,
1: um, I would say there is, I know that the way you were created because the Bible talks about it, and there's a part of you that is searching for, Truth is searching for answers, wants to know what's going on in the world. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's your responsibility to research, to figure it out. It's good to ask questions. So don't just say, I don't know, and be satisfied with that, because in reality, you live one life, and you are missing out. So research it, research Christianity, research the religions, and I believe that the truth will become apparent. God is an amazing God, and he's a good God, and he's a loving father, and the world has really, the, Satan has done a good job of misrepresenting God. And so I would encourage you to not judge God on what you're seeing in the world, but to see what the Bible says and what he says. And then, and, and yeah, and and come to your conclusion based on what God says. And you did it yeah. yourself. You said yeah. you studied. No, I, did, this, I right. did it
0: myself. But. Use your brain.
1: Yes, 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 yes. And then for people who uh, love Jesus and they're committed, um, I would just say, yay! That's incredible. That's and just God has an amazing plan for you. And I would encourage you to not be scared. I think one of the The neatest parts about being a believer is that we don't need to be nervous or scared because we have the God of the universe. We have a loving father on our side and to just step out in faith and think about the legacy. Think about your kids, about your grandkids. What do you want that? What do you want to inspire them in? You know, and Jason and I, we've, I'm a very adventurous woman and I'm adventurous because of Jesus. And now I look at my kids and my kids are doing like crazy things that, are so adventurous and so brave, but I just think they're already doing this at 17 and 19 years old. Like imagine their lives. And so I'm so thankful that I wasn't fearful. Don't live in fear. Cast off fear. Fear is is manipulation from the enemy. So no more fear and step into your Ephesians 2.10 and dive
0: into the word. Powerful. Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to leave it at that, guys. Just listen and just pray to the Father and and you will be led. So, Cameron, that was a totally wonderful interview. I'm totally blessed, and I know that the listeners will love it, and I will be happy to share it around. I'm just going to say goodbye to the guests and close up. Thank you very much. So thank you, everyone, for listening. Cameron is amazing. I'm so blessed. I only met her two weeks ago. Very generous woman, been offering, been so good to me in two weeks. So can you imagine what she's doing in the world? It's powerful. So thank you for listening, Um, and we will talk maybe in a week or two. Thank you. God bless.